deep thoughts with Audio Shelf. If you were going to get a call that said you were going to die tomorrow, what would you do? I would make a big old slimy sandwich. That's probably the best way to live your life. <laughs> a slimy sandwich? Salami. Oh, salami. I thought you said slimy, and I was like, are you putting a raw tuna actually, fish on there? One th- I would actually try tapioca pudding. You never had tapioca pudding? I'm allergic to tapioca. Oh, so that's how you would die. Exactly. Well, no, wait. I would. I would. I want to taste it. How do you figure out that you're allergic to tapioca? Like, what are you allergic to? In are you allergic to pudding? Or are you allergic to no. like the beads? Oh, I can I can eat some pudding. <laughs> you could put that pudding away. <laughs> but I think I'm. What is that noise? Are we gonna die? Did this you is it? where it ends. Did you? We both die at the end. We, we're both gonna die here. Did you get a call? No, not no. lately. Okay. It stopped, so maybe we're going to live. Okay. Back to tapioca. Okay, okay so we so, might have 30 minutes max. <laughs> we might have 30 minutes max. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was that noise? I don't know. But I think I'm allergic to the beads of tapioca. <laughs> that is, that's the best part, because mm-hmm. it just feels like you're eating fish eggs. Like big fish eggs. That just get to like slither down your throat. <laughs> I, I, I almost vomited. <laughs> mm, I want some tapioca. <laughs> what are I, you was trying, I was trying to make a fish noise. <laughs> Let's just start the episode. <laughs> Welcome to Audio Shelf, a place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Today is a very exciting day. We are going to be doing a book called They Both Die at the End. And we're doing this book to celebrate Woohoo! No, we were you were. It, it was good. That was good. That was good. I thought we were going to say it together. No, I think that's a great, great thing. To, you're like bride. <laughs> <laughs> I am prideful. Uh, and if you don't know what pride is, we are celebrating the month of June for LGBTQ plus community. Also, my birthday and your birthday. By the way, Brittany's birthday was yesterday, so shout out. Because <laughs> you know we're releasing this one Monday. Yeah, it took me a minute. I was like, wait, did I miss my own birthday? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the author of this book is Adam Sil- how do you pronounce that? Silvera? That's what I thought. I was I was gonna say saliva. <laughs> he is not tapioca beads. <laughs> the author is Adam Silvera. The narrator was Oh Michael Crouch! <laughs> Marry me. <laughs> However, Robbie Damon, who play- is the other narrator, he can get it. He can get it. He, he can, can get, get it, it all night long, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, Ugh. and a snack. Yes. Because you have to have snacks. Oh, you know. And I, he is a snack. I, I have lots of snacks in my cabinet. Three mm. C's. And of course, we have Bonnie Turpin, who is the narrator for, you know, the other part of the books. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bonnie, but. Bonnie's great. Bonnie's great. Oh, my God. I but love Bonnie. she doesn't sound like Aladdin. <laughs> no. Robbie, do you know you sound like Aladdin? Ugh. Mm. Mm. Robbie. Anyway, the publisher is Harper Audio, and the audiobook release date 
was September 5th, 2017. So it's about a, almost a year old. Yeah. The duration was eight hours and 29 minutes. And the genre is gay and lesbian, death and dying, myths and legends. But do they bone? <laughs> <laughs> also, wait. This book was released on September 5th. And the summary has the story taking place on September 5th. Holy crap. No. Wait. No. Wait. No. Yes. That is... Have we ever had something like this happen? No. It's like a glitch in the matrix, but like not. Oh my God. This is crazy. Oh my God. Okay. So... Let's let's finish this summary. Where is this taking place? From Amazon. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) It took me a minute. I was like, where are they based? I thought the summary was going to be like on September 5th in Brad's basement with... The recording of Audio Shelf with where they Brittany die. and Brad, where they die. <laughs> By the end. <laughs> On September 5th, a little after midnight, Deathcast calls Mateo Torres and Rufus Emeterio. 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 Yeah. Rufus Emeterio to give them some bad news. They're going to die today. Mm, that's really. Really horrible news. <laughs> it's really, it's really bad. That's like really, really, really bad. <laughs> That's like the worst of the news ever you could ever get. Mateo and Rufus are total strangers, but for different reasons, they're both looking to make a new friend on their end day. The good news, there's good news. Oh, okay. There's an app for that. Of course, of course. there is. Of there's an course. app for everything. It's called The Last Friend. And through it, Rufus and Mateo are about to meet up for one last great adventure to live a lifetime in a single day. Mm. Mm. This this book is deep. It is very deep. And it will make you cry a lot. Mm-hmm. It touches on a lot of things. You know, death and dying. Yeah. Being a queer, um, non-white person. It, yeah. It touches on a lot of things. Social media. Oh, my God. Yes. A lot of social media. Mm-hmm. Which I appreciated because social media is a part of our daily routine with mm-hmm. audio shelf. Yeah, exactly. And social media is killing people. It is. All the time. All the time. So I, what I liked about this book, you know, I am not in the gay and lesbian community. But what I liked about it is that when they approached it, it wasn't a long thing that mm-hmm. they like harbored on no mm-mm. it was just like oh mateo uh when rufus shared that he came out to his parents mateo was like oh and then asked questions exactly and then it was like there was no like hang up there mm-hmm. so i agree they also touched on it like a like for a second when they were doing the app mm-hmm. when mateo was filling out the like kind of like the stats about him and who he was and his religion orientation and when it got to the sexual orientation part, it was like, skip. Oh, yeah. And then when Mateo got, or when Rufus got to his part, he was like bisexual. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa. He's, yeah. No one even cares. And his and his group, the Plutos, they didn't care that he was bisexual. Yeah. Amy, his ex-girlfriend, didn't care he was bisexual. So it was very nonchalant, like, yeah. like you're saying. Yeah, which I liked because I think in a book in this day and age, it doesn't need to be something that's like a giant wave of anything mm-hmm. because you know the characters can carry on in the book and be happy with yeah 
it kind of puts you in the moment. It, it wasn't a gay and lesbian book. It was yeah. just like this is a this is a love story yeah. or even a f- story about friendship. Yeah, everyone can relate to it, mm-hmm. and that's what I really liked. Um, so about the narrators, we were already kind of diving in on their hotness factor. Yes, mm. <clears throat> I. really really enjoyed both narrators yes or all three narrators but bonnie comes in a little bit like a a quarter Mm -hmm. of the way through Mm -hmm. the book she surprised me it was i think it was part three yeah no part two or two or three where i was just like what who is this yeah i was like okay did michael or robbie like suddenly get a higher pitch voice Mm -hmm. like i'm not understanding Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, we don't read the stats before we do the book. No, we just so dive in. We just go into it. We download it and we're like, this is what we're doing today and go. Yep, exactly. And I really think they all meshed really well together. Yeah. So there was Michael Crouch, who was kind of the higher pitched Mateo. Very sensitive, very kind. And then there was Robbie Damon, who was Rufus, who was rough and tough and... Kind of like a badass. Yeah. And I mean, the first, when you meet Rufus, he's beating up somebody. Yeah. Which was really hot. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> we don't condone, <laughs> condone violence on our show, but fictional hot. characters. Yeah. Yeah. They, they can do it. They can do whatever <laughs> they, they can, want. <laughs> they can twist reality. Uh, and then I love Bonnie's, kind of, she had like a robotic voice. Yeah. And it matched the idea of, Deathcast has not called this person today. Mm-hmm. And it was like that like message voice kind yeah. of. Yeah. At the beginning they established with Bonnie's um various chapters that whoever she was taking on the role of, it was either they did not get a call from Deathcast today or uh this person works at Deathcast. Mm-hmm. Um and it was still followed up with like she did not get a call today from Deathcast. It is not her last day. Mm-hmm. Um so that part kind of set the scene for who we were following they weren't necessarily affected by dying that day but they Mm -hmm. still had a lot of impact on mateo and rufus's life Mm -hmm. and the whole story together yeah and all of it and it kind of provides a structure for the way adam writes Mm -hmm. so we have we're we're in rufus and mateo's point of views but then all of a sudden they have someone else's point of view and they give a structure of like we're taking you out of that that friendship for a second. We're going to put you into this new point of view. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Yeah. That kind of giving structure to the characters and the storyline. Yeah, me too. And I really liked how Robbie and Michael kind of work together. So what do you what did you think about that before I kind of go into my tangent? I, I felt like they were in a booth next to each other. For yeah. a lot of it, because yeah. they really embodied what the other one was putting into the character. Like, if uh, Robbie was speaking for Mateo at certain parts, he would make his voice sound like Michael. Mm-hmm. And you you had a similar, like, feeling about that, too. It would be, like, a little bit higher. Yeah, a little then, bit more effeminate, yeah. if you could say that without yeah. being offensive. offensive. But I don't think it is, because... no. That's your voice. Yeah. And then Michael would go a little bit lower and mm-hmm. have that rough and tumble, which is in part because of Adam's writing mm-hmm. that Rufus was like kind of rough, but they really put in the personalities that the other had created through their vocal work. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. 
The only negative thing about it was that Mateo and Rufus are both people of color. And I, for at least for Michael Crouch, I did not get the people of color thing. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to, you know, I, don't, I, I'm, I forgot which ethnicity um, Mateo was and Rufus were, but I, Michael Crouch is, you know, a white guy. Mm-hmm. And so that's the only thing that I did not like about the narrations of the two male leads. However, I kind of forgot about it because it was such a good story. And I knew in my heart that they were, this is a diverse cast of characters. Yeah. At the beginning, I I agree with you. They were establishing like Rufus and stuff. And he had kind of an accent to him a little bit, just like a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was like, this is nice. And then I went to Michael and I imagined just this white dude, you know, brown hair, blue eyes, mm-hmm. just kind of like wandering around, not being being afraid of everything. Um, and that's what I pictured. And then we found out later, like his like ancestry kind of like mm-hmm. what is it called? Background? Like- Ethnicity, uh, ethnic, ethnic bathrobe. Ethnic. I almost said ethnic, ethnic bathrobe. Bath <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh. We found out his ethnic bathrobe like a little bit later, mm. and I was completely shocked. Maybe I was just thinking about him naked half the time. Probably you were thinking of him in a bathrobe, which I was totally... also. I was also really happy that these characters were eighteen. Yeah. I think one of them was 17, but he was turning 18 soon. <laughs> yeah, I think Rufus was 17. Yeah, I think Rufus no. was 17. No, I think you're right. Was he? Yeah, yeah, Rufus was 17 turning 18 like in a week or something. Or yeah, and like he will be dead. Yeah, he will be dead. Um, so does it count as <laughs> harassment if these are fictional characters? Hmm. <laughs> Another deep thought from audio show. Maybe we should rethink our author cru- I mean, our narrator crushes <laughs> and how we approach them. <laughs> well, well, I know at least the narrators are above age. I mean, yeah, but so were, <laughs> so were a lot of people that are harassed. <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll know in like six to eight weeks when we yeah. open the mailbox and there's another restraining order. Yeah, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. It works. Or one of those subpoenas is... <laughs> If we get a subpoena in the mail, I am going to be shook. <laughs> it's a little law envelope opened up and it says, you got a penis. <laughs> and it's in the shape of a <laughs> like the <Or> car stock. <laughs> 80 pounds. Oh, like oh. four stamps. Because <laughs> it's long. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. Ooh, okay. Ooh. That was a little off track. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. What did we think of when the two male narrators and with Bonnie, when they had to approach male voices, what did we think? Because Bonnie was kind of a jack of all trades. Like she was kind of like reaching into the book grab bag and then whatever chapter it was, whether it was a female or a male, she mm-hmm. had to go and do it. Yeah. I also think she did a great job with mimicking rufus and mateo's voice mm-hmm. not so much mateo but definitely rufus because she even she had like some gritty grittiness to her voice too mm-hmm. especially at the end but i think she did a great job with all the different kind of characters that she had to pick from the other the other i i think with michael and robbie 
I think they were just really focusing on putting like a character characterization on the main characters. Yeah. Like with, I think Michael did a great job with Lydia because his voice got even more yeah. higher with Lydia. I was very impressed mm-hmm. with that. Especially when Lydia was like yelling at uh, Mateo and she was like, how could you not do that? And it was, I was like, oh, okay, Michael, I see you screeching. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was really, really well done. Yeah. And I think Robbie kind of dipped in a little bit with the more female voice, like the, the female mm-hmm. voices that he did with Amy and with stuff Amy. like that. But I also did not like Amy. I just something I didn't about like her Amy. Either. She was dating like she broke up with Rufus for some guy named Peck. Yeah, he's a pecker. Yeah. And I was like, are you serious right now? Like Ugh. you broke up with Rufus for like a month ago. Yeah. For this D bag, mm-hmm. for what reason? And I never felt bad that it got beat up. No, me neither. Like, never. And that's not a spoiler that literally happens as soon as you meet yeah. Rufus. Second one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rufus is like pounding on Peck's face, and mm, I'm not like, the good kind. Not not the good kind either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I I did not feel bad that he was getting beat up. No, I was like, Haha, you deserve it, punk. I know. I didn't even know Peck at that time. No, I didn't even know him. <laughs> Are we bullies? <laughs> so we are harassers and we are bullies. Hmm. 2018 does not bode well for us. No, no, no. We are not going to end up on Times Magazine cover. <laughs> Although maybe we will. Maybe. for Stranger things have happened. That's true. So anyway, mm. um, I really liked Bonnie, like I was saying. Mm-hmm. But then I also agree with you that Michael and Robbie really focused in on Mateo and Rufus a lot mm-hmm. and they didn't necessarily go too hard in putting a lot of um like vocal differentiation in between other characters like they would find their one and then that would be their one to kind of mix them up oh yeah definitely like mm-hmm. Robbie with Rufus's friends and stuff they sounded just a tiny bit different a little bit less um I would say Rufus was more like um, lingo using. Mm-hmm. Like he used a lot of lingo, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, and his friends, they kind of did a little bit, but they didn't as much. Yeah. So he kind of embodied that a little bit more with like pulling them back from so much like rough and tumble, even mm-hmm. though they were rough and tumble too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, these be a gang. <laughs> <laughs> the Plutos. The Plutos. Uh, but yeah, but they did have a lot of emotion with each of the characters, yes. which I really mm-hmm. liked a lot. Oh, it there made was, you feel when there was a moment at a grave site. I was like, "Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. Michael Crouch, what are you doing to me? Yeah, you're breaking my heart." Oh God, when he goes and visits his dad and leaves the picture, I cry. Oh gosh, I'm I'm not going to talk about the ending, but oh, you no. will cry more if you when you listen to this, Ooh. people. You will cry. Yeah, you may think that you have a pretty cry face. You may know you have an ugly cry face, but you need to embrace any face <laughs> with this book. Yes. Because it's going to make you mm-hmm. 100% water central. Exactly. I'm, I'm one to always stay ready, yeah. but I was not ready. No. I was not ready for uh-uh. this book. No. It's very rare that like you get a audiobook that we listen to because we are mostly like fantasy listeners. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I feel like we we go into fantasy more than... Something like this, where yeah. it's realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, people aren't calling us, 
for dead things, but it's still realistic. Um, you don't, we don't cry much during mm-hmm. books. Yeah, we don't. But then this one, oh my God, can you imagine if we listened to If I Stay? Oh my gosh. We a, read that one. A couple of years ago, <sighs> Brittany read this book. She was like, If I Stay, you need to read it. I was crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm... I finished it in one night. Yeah. It's t- not a short book. No. It took me about like three nights to finish it. But I was tears. Oh, and then we went to go see the movie. Oh. Oh. Which was a very good book adaptation. I don't care what you say or what you think. It was a good one. It stayed true to the book. Mm -hmm. Except a little bit of like the parents dying and the the brother dying. But it did bring more emotion into that. Oh, yeah. It wasn't just like, okay, they died in the car accident and you don't see anything. Mm -hmm. It was, oh, God, it was rough. Oh, my God. Mm. But I I love this book because it basically told you in the title what's going to happen. Yeah. So you need to drop all expectations because it's going to lead you down to something okay. different. But but at the same time, I thought it was kind of going to be like John Dies at the End, which is another book mm-hmm. by David Wong, mm-hmm. who did um, Future, futuristic, futuristic violence, violence and of sexy and men and Timberlake. And cats. <laughs> <laughs> Timberlake. <laughs> um, in that one. You're like, okay, John dies at the end. John dies in the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he, he, but he is is brought back. Yeah. So it's like it's one of those things where it's like nothing. It doesn't mm-hmm. really match up to the title. It's exactly. just kind of the title itself is kind of like a red herring. A yeah, bit. a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. the whole time I'm thinking, oh my god, they can't die. Right. Even though I've I've already been told that they die. Yeah. They can't die, and you find out until the end what really happens. Yeah. And Bonnie gets us with that one uh, worker from Death Cast. Oh, that yes. One chapter, oh, that one chapter. Good. I was like, Bonnie. I was like, okay, are you going to prank us? Like, yes. you're, you're you're kidding us right now. Mm. Oh, God. I was so ready for like. She had a ugh. very kind of a voice that really confused me in terms of like, it was a good kind of confusing. Because mm-hmm. the way she spoke and read her dialogue, I thought that something was up. Yeah. I thought it was like. There is something going on that we ha- we don't know yet. Yeah. And I feel like this whole book is going to be a lie. And at the end, I'm going to be happy because something turns out the way I really wished it would. Yeah. Like, oh, they both die at the end because their cell phones ran out of battery. Exactly. Or they both die at the end until they wake up. Yeah. It was all a dream. <laughs> yes. But no. No. You just got to figure out. Wait till the end. Yeah. I hope it's like Beetlejuice where... Rufus and Mateo are like just living mm-hmm. something. I don't know. Limbo? I don't know. We no, don't even know. We don't even know. We don't know. We don't even know. Ugh. And uh, another thing about Rufus and Mateo's friendship or relationship, I loved watching it bloom. It was one of the mm-hmm. first times in a book that I've actually watched two people become friends in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then feel something more of course for each other yeah but i watched i i enjoyed their friendship more so than them falling in love and i think they talk about that in the book too yeah and i think mateo says if i had one more week i feel like i would love you yeah and you know it's not that idea of like love it's the idea of like friendship and and kind of that that finding that soulmate Mm -hmm. a little bit you know yeah and because they had a shared thing of dying they were still realistic with it Mm -hmm. they 
they weren't like, you know, I'm going to love you because it's our last night on earth or whatever um, they were feeling. It was a very intense but like intentional relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was really nice to see because you don't see that a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially now with social media. Yeah. Where these apps are supposed to help you find your soulmate and loved one. But they're all hookup apps. Yeah, really. They're just helping you like get down. And I love how one of the apps is in the book is called Necro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, what? That's the app for after the death. Yeah, and uh, they call it Necro because it's like the hookup site for people that are dying. Isn't that, isn't that so effed <laughs> that's up? That's so creepy. But that's that's social media. Yeah. Like you will go when plentyoffish.com or whatever that website's called and get a hookup even though you want to find the love of your life yeah is plenty of fish a christian thing i don't think so i think that's christian mingle yeah which is a movie also oh yes 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 (laughs) (laughs) i want to go to farmers only (laughs) why you're not even a farmer you just snapchat eddie farming yeah that's true (laughs) (laughs) you're a farmer by proxy exactly I drink when he farms. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so did we think that this was um, too long at all? Like to build the greater picture of where we were at with their death day? Did we feel that this did their day justice? I, hmm. I think it was a perfect length for a book. Mm-hmm. And I was invested. I, th- I think I finished this in two days it was just, oh, my God. it was just like perfect timing. I couldn't stop listening. However, I wanted them to do more things. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt bad. I was like, wait, your only wish is to go back to the hospital, which I get because he loved his father and his father was in a coma. So I get that. But you have the chance to go do anything you want. But then if you think about it, how are you going to do it? If you get in a plane, you're going to crash. Yeah, but how do you know that the plane is going to crash? Like, this this book brings up a lot of feelings of fate. Fate and anxiety? Yeah, because, like, mm. for me, I was like, okay, so Deathcast calls these people, and then these people try to live their best... Beth? Beth life. <laughs> <laughs> live their best life in a matter of hours and so Mm -hmm. they're doing extreme things trying to check off all these things on their one day bucket list and it's like a lot of those things are dangerous a lot of those things are very risky Mm -hmm. you don't that could be the thing that pushes you over the edge to where like literally over the edge where Mm -hmm. you die Mm -hmm. and if death cast wouldn't have called you would it have still happened that way like what what would have gone on? Yeah. Which is, it's important to note that, like, in the beginning of the book, Mateo is describing a story that he heard of a man with his dog and how he loved his dog a lot. And he was trying to find a home for the dog because he didn't want to leave it with just his parents because his parents would find the highest payer and then just give the dog to them. And they mm-hmm. wouldn't find a good home for the dog. So and he found out his death day. He knew he was going to die, and so he was rushing to find this home for him. And then he decided to go for one more run with the dog, which they did all the time. And then during that run, his feet just cut off. Mm-hmm. He 
you don't know what happened to him. You don't know if he was mugged, if he got hit by a car, you don't know what happened to the dog. And so it was one of those things where he would go running with that dog anyway. Mm -hmm. So then it makes my brain fight with itself because I'm like, some people are taking a lot of risks and being very dangerous. And then some people are just living their lives living how their they life. would and then they mm -hmm. just naturally die. That's why, I mean, there's a part in the book where Rufus sells his bike or not, doesn't sell it, but like gives it away to someone and it's his bike. That's his, his yeah. bicycle. Like yeah. he rides it everywhere and now yeah. he can't even ride that because Mateo was like, no, you got to get rid of it because it's going to kill you. Right. And it's just like, what? But that also brings that whole idea of anxiety of worrying every day because what's going to happen if i don't yeah. do this then or if i do this something bad is going to happen to me yeah and whew, lots of stuff in this book yeah i mean it brings up a lot of the the fate and do we have a path do we make our own path do, what happens i mean obviously the death day count caller thing like is somehow working it's still a thing like mm -hmm. in the book it's still a thing and it was accurate and it was correct which it's like, okay, what does that say for our lives? Mm. Because we still don't know. We still don't know. But yeah, uh. I agree. The book was a really great length. It wasn't too long and it wasn't too short. Um, I did speed it up mm -hmm. to like 2.0 at one point. And their voices still sounded the same. Like they did not sound really? too fast whatsoever. You really like fall in line with how they sound at 2.0 very quickly. Mm. So it was nice mm. to hear them and to just get through, you know, the book a little bit faster. Yeah, definitely. Now, you earlier you mentioned the slang. Yeah. Let's talk about that because. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got some thoughts. By By page 30. <laughs> I counted this. Rufus says mad blank, just like, oh, that's mad cool, or she's mad pretty. About 10 times mm. by page 30. What did Eddie do the math one? No, it was like it was, 24. It was like by tw page 24, he had said it like how many times? I can't even. 54? No, <laughs> no, it, it was, was like it was like that's a that's a mad a page or something like that. Yeah, it was um or like that's he, a mad every four pages. Yeah, that, a mad every four pages. Yeah, one mad a page every four pages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why? Like I understand that he uses slang and lingo, but like that just and and everybody has their own way of speaking, but that just grinded on my gears mm -hmm. and i think that's the risk that you take with an audiobook is that you will hear more so how a writer thinks and writes yeah and you'll pick up on things that you normally might not pick up on yeah if you're reading it yeah or if you're reading it kind of vice vice what is that vice versa vice versa i only said vice virtuous <laughs> <clears throat> we are just like word salad today uh, it was kind of vice versa, where if you're reading it, you're like, oh, that's another time I'm reading mad. An audiobook for me, I did not hear yeah, any of the not. mads. I texted you at like when I was an hour in and I was like, OK, I can count on four hands how many times he said mad. And you were like, what? I was what like, what are you talking about? about? I didn't hear any. And so I went to the hardback co copy 
and I like skimmed the book. And I still didn't read any. And you didn't skim very well. I didn't skim. I'm seriously, a- I went 25 pages in and I, was, I had found all of them. I was a really bad skimmer in, in elementary school. I you know when they it. taught you skimming? No. Oh, well, in my I school. Must have missed that day. Yeah, they taught you skimming. And I was really bad at it. And I think that's why I have such anxiety with reading. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. You just uncovered something. I just yourself. uncovered it. <gasps> oh I ha- Because we were only allowed to skim. It was like she gave us 30, like, like 30 seconds or a minute. And you had to skim a whole chapter. <gasps> you and felt I so much pressure. And I couldn't do it. Oh, my God. And I, w- and I had to relay, relay the information back from the chat. Oh, my God. You just made a breakthrough. I, this is therapy, people. <laughs> Holy cow. (laughs) (laughs) So when you read, you get anxious and then you like don't want to read. Oh, wow. That's good. That's wow. That's why you have audiobooks. Right? That is the joy of audiobooks. I also read something where authors are opting for audiobook first. Yes, I read that too. Yeah. Now in this new day and age, people are wanting their books on audio Mm -hmm. before like hardback or paperback. I mean, we live in such a fast-paced world mm-hmm. that there's I mean, there's still a lot of time for reading, but with audiobooks it just makes it if you can if you can do audiobooks, mm-hmm. it just makes it that much easier to get a different perspective of the world and get a different like just outlook on life. Mhm. Exactly. And discover things about yourself that yeah. you have been mind blown fighting with. But yeah, this, that slang. Yes. So anyway, (laughs) going back to the slang, I just didn't understand it. And I would love to hear um, Adam Severo's like reasoning for so many mads. Like, I mean, certainly there was another word that you could have used. Like very. (laughs) Or just like another slang word or something. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't have to be mad. Oh, that's mad crazy. Like it. Why? Your son was mad rave. Like, I <laughs> do not believe in a book that is semi-futuristic because yeah. we don't have Deathcast in in this world. So, like, whatever world Deathcast exists in and whatever year it exists in in this book, it's the future. And I don't think I've heard people talk mad since, like, the 90s. 90s. Yeah. Tubular. Yeah. Which at a certain point, they were talking about things that were going to go away. And they were talking about phone booths, um, video rental stores, and stuff like that. And I was like, those are already dead. Those are way dead. Like, they have ivy growing on them. And they are art installations. Yes. Like. And we don't have to rewind for nothing no more. No. Like, the last blockbuster is in Alaska. Really? Yeah. I want to go. We should. They have a lot of memorabilia because of John Oliver now. Oh, my gosh. He, like, bought a lot of the stuff from um, Gladiator. Like, he bought, like, Russell Crowe's jockstrap. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I wouldn't mind having that. Give a little snip snip. You can. (laughs) You can go. (laughs) (sighs) Take an Alaskan cruise. Stop at Blockbuster. Let's do it. (laughs) Ah, So, what do we have more to discuss? Was there anything... How I listen to this book. Okay. Ask me that. <laughs> How did you listen to this book? I actually was cutting my grass. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I was cutting my grass and I listened to this book. That's a good activity. <laughs> and there were parts where 
I maybe that's why I didn't hear the mad because when you're listening to this book, this book isn't a book that you have to like pay 100% attention to. And that's why I like these kind of books because I can do other activities. Yeah. And a question popped up on Twitter this week from one of our um, kind of blogger friends, Deanna. She said, what other activities can you do when you're listening to an audiobook?" And I answered, I said, I was cutting my grass when I listened to They Both Die at the End. And, you know, this is a great one to listen to while you are doing chores. Mm-hmm. Great road trip book. Mm-hmm. It was just a really great audiobook to listen to when you're not having to sit down and focus on what they're going, what's going on. Yeah. And it built this world that was really awesome to hear, but it wasn't a convoluted, complicated world to understand. Yeah, I agree. Like they had their own language, like Deckers and the Heralds and just like the different apps, Last Friend. They had this world that they built, but you can easily understand it because compared to society now. Yeah. A hundred percent. So where did you listen to this book? I listened to this book in a similar fashion, not cutting the grass because I don't have grass to cut, Mm. but I did listen to it when I was doing other things. Mm. So I was playing the Harry Potter. No, it's called the Hogwarts Mysteries. Oh, I got to play. I got to catch up. Yeah. Professor McGonagall loves perfect attendance. Really? So, Hmm. Anyway, um, I was doing (laughs) that. I was playing the Hogwarts Mysteries while I was listening to the book and I felt like I was still able to make a connection with each of the characters. Mm -hmm. I really loved how it was a book that you could not give 100% of your time to and still soak up all the information Mm -hmm. because there is nothing worse than just a book that like if you – if it's this heavy of material, mm-hmm. having to like sit down and focus on it and then like oh. it ruining your day. Like it, we have a lot of fantasy novels that yeah. we have to sit down and listen mm-hmm. to, but it's action packed. It's really like a different language, like Sky in the Deep. Mm-hmm. We, I had to put my full attention on that book. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't it wasn't bad. It's not a negative for that one because it was such a different world. It was a, a fantasy book that we had to focus on. But books like they both die at the end. This is a very serious book. Mm-hmm. If we had to sit down and like really give our whole like minds to it and not get any work done, I think we would probably suffer from like mild forms of depression. Mm-hmm. It was a very sad book. It was. It made you think. It did make you think. It made you appreciate. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. I hope that they make this book into a movie. Are they? I don't know. I Probably thought, not. I thought when we f- were like picking this book, we saw that they were. Were they? I don't know. Let me see. Because I know that they just came out with Love, Simon, which was based off of Simon versus the Homo Sapien Agenda. Also, um, Adam Silvera, he can get it too. <laughs> this whole book is full of people who can get it. When you're ready, come get it. Is that him? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. Interesting. Um, it doesn't look like they have plans at the moment for a movie. Not that I'm finding. Mm. Um, but that doesn't mean that it won't be. Well, hopefully, with the success from Love Simon, they'll mm-hmm. knock this one out too in yeah. in movie form. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to answer the age old question that Audio Shelf has? Would you shelf this or shove this? 
hmm, well, I'm going to shelf this. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it five stars. I'm loving it. I love it. I'm going to live for it. I'm going <laughs> to listen to it again. I think that this is one that I want to share. Oh. Yeah. Share. So I'm not going to put it on my shelf just yet because mm-hmm. I'm going to wait till it comes back to me. Oh. You know, like a pay it forward, but with a book. Oh. We should do that. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to share it because I did like the message in it of just do the things that you're afraid of. Mm-hmm. Also, is the, the cover was so creepy. Oh, it is. I thought it was like a horror. Yeah. I was like, what? I was like, this is so cute and it's so great. And then there's a Grim Reaper on it. Yeah. Mm. In the shadows. But they're already dead. Whew. There's no... Life without death and no love without loss. Where did you read? Oh, yeah. You read that from the description. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, you want to tell us, kind of lead us out of this episode? I don't know. How you're doing this. Not with the, well, until <laughs> next time. That's what we say when what we're What am I, Mr. Bye. Rogers? <laughs> <laughs> so that wraps up this discussion of They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera. We hope that you enjoyed listening to our review and we hope that you pick this book up and give it a listen or a read or whatever else you can do with a book. I don't even keep it to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Please like us on Facebook at Audio Shelf and follow us on Twitter at Audio Shelf Me. Brad's always on there updating everything and talking to people and we just love interacting with our narrator, author, and fans. Mm Also, follow us on Instagram. You can find us at audioshelf underscore podcast. How do we get free books? Oh, you say free books? I said free. F-R-E-E. You want to know about free books. Okay. (laughs) So if you go into our website at audioshelf.me and click on the Audible affiliate link at the bottom there, you can get two free books when you sign up for a 30-day free trial. What? All of it's free. Oh, my God. This is like the first time I'm hearing about this. (laughs) seriously it's amazing to get free books everyone loves free stuff you can get two of adam silvera's books they both die at the end and then the other book about happiness is that what it's called i think so it's like history is all you left me and then there's oh more happy than not yeah i've heard good things about that what if it's us what if it's us is a joint book with um, Adam and, and Becky, Becky Albertalli. Who wrote Simon. Who wrote, yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Yes. So excited. Oh, more happy than not. Yeah, we're, we're going to cover that one. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely just reading the Amazon list now at this point. <laughs> but yeah, so you can get fr- two of Adam's books for free. Yeah. So what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Every single time I say that, <laughs> you break out in the song. And I love it. I just wait for it. I just, I hear the words come out of my mouth and I'm like, Brad's going to sing. And I can't wait. <laughs> Subscribe to us on whatever platform you listen to your audio things on. Podcast. Yeah, we're a podcast. Yep, we are a podcast. I'm an audiobook. <laughs> God, if we were an audiobook, we'd be the messiest audiobook oh, in the world. Oh my gosh. People would be like, I'm fired. <laughs> yep, subscribe to us on wherever you can listen to your podcasts and stay tuned for more episodes every Monday. Mm-hmm. And please go to your nearest city. And celebrate with LGBTQ community. Yeah. There should be parades all over. Yes. Go to a parade. 
participate and celebrate pride. Yeah. Or just change your profile picture on Facebook. Yes, exactly. Like we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. Did you see that? I did. I like the the Twitter one. Wait, which one has like the sound message? The Facebook one. Yes. Has like the the sound, mm-hmm. like it looks like the sound. I really like that one. Yes. Thank you. I got that from Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Swiped it. Swiped it. All right, until next time. Bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening.